come to save the day. Welcome to Mighty House. This is a show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. And for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, we're back. And today, we've got a very interesting topic. Rich, what are we going to talk about? Tape measures. How to read a tape measure. That's what we're going to talk about. But before that, let's uh, dingle on the bell down there. Click on the uh, subscribe button. That way you get notified next time we got to post something. And I thought this was pretty interesting because I, we have guys come into the, you know, they're new to the field. They come in and they're starting to work with us. They mm -hmm. have no clue how to read a, fit, uh, a tape measure. No. So it was just kind of goofy. Let's Let's try this. How do you read a tape measure, Rich? Well, first, let's start with what parts we have on a tape. Oh, let's let me go to the screen share. Okay. Please hold. And we are on the share. There you go. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. So the big thing, the housing, that's the big shiny silvery part. Right. So that's yes. called the housing. Right here. The, this big, this one here. Right, right. And then the tang is this little thing on the front. Yep, and but it's loose. To hook on things. Yep. Yeah, we'll get about that loose later. Okay. <laughs> then you have the blade, which is what all the writing is. And this particular tape has everything in inches and centimeters. Right. So this side is the inches. This side is the centimeters and millimeters. Right. And it's funny, we don't really work it. We work in feet and inches, but yet centimeters and millimeters is more accurate and more easily divided. Yes. So it's kind of a shame when you think about it that we don't use that more often. Well, and like I, we were talking about before we started recording, more and more materials are coming from uh, overseas in Europe and everything is coming in millimeters. So- Yeah, I mean, even your tile, you buy a 12 by 12, it's not 12 by 12, it's- right metric it's 114 or whatever by whatever you know what i mean so yes so and i do i have my calculator i can make my conversions or whatever but i mean we just deal with it right and and now that i see this i might start looking for one because I, i'm running into it so often that that right. might be worthwhile to have so and then the two last parts of it one is the lock which is the yellow slide in the front of the thing yeah and, and then the last thing, which I really don't ever call out, but that's a belt hook. Right. So now, and the belt hook, Yeah. When I, when I keep it in my framing belt, my tape that's in my framing belt, it's a 25-footer, that is not on there. Right. You my peel it belt, which I only keep a 16-foot tape, that is not on there, because they just yep. keep them. <laughs> yes, they do. Take it to screw up, and you throw the little thingy away. Or you can save them, because you can screw it to something else, and now you've got a belt hook on you know, on your hammer. You could put this on the handle of your hammer. Right. You it on your belt. Right. So, but yeah, th that is not mandatory to stay there. You can remove that screw and the tape will not fly apart. And this, this locking mechanism isn't on all of them, but it's a great feature. So if you're looking for a tape measure, get one with the power lock. So the other side of that is a lot of the tapes lock automatically and you have to press the button to release it you know, yes. to, to bring it back. And I don't particularly care for those either. And I don't think there's anything wrong with them. It's just, I've been using these power locks for so long 
then I'm not used to having to press the button to bring it back. Exactly. I've got, I'm, I'm sitting here playing with a Stanley Fat Max and it does that. It goes out there and it stays out until you push the button and it pulls back yeah. in. All right. So how about reading the tape blade? Let's take a look at that tape blade really close. And there's an amateur tape right there. Yes. And it's marked out with eights, quarters, three eights. Not only that, but 16 inches instead of being just 16 inches, it shows it's one foot four. Right. You know, so if I needed something one foot four and a half, not too hard, there's the IF4 with the triangle, one one foot four and a half. Right. But nobody ever gives dimensions like that. We would uh -oh. just say 16 and a half. Correct. So, and then it's actually funny too, because if you look where it says eighth quarter, three eighths and so on. Right. In between those, and you look above, it's in sixteenths of an inch. Right. That that's here. Right. So we would normally say something like, "I need something, you know, uh, sixteen and an eighth strong." Correct. So sixteen and an eighth strong would actually be three sixteenths. Right here. Right there. That tape's got thirty seconds on it. Correct. If Which you most... actually cut wood at 30 seconds of an inch, then you're better carpenter than I am. <laughs> yeah. But like on the top up here. That's all 16s. Yeah. 16 strong, 16 weak. Right. So that's how we determine. We don't work in 16s per se. We know it's a 16th, but in trying to say seven 16s, give me 16 and a half shot. Right. Seven 16s. Correct. Just the less you speak, the better. And then, you know, it just works out better that way. So again, that tape's marked out. So that's your basic stuff. Um, you know, you get the half and so on. Now, there are special marks on your blade as well. So you notice the 16 is boxed in. Right. And go to that other one. Take us to that next one, because that's actually how most tapes are done. At least yes, the standard. This, this so is now you standard. see the 16 there. That's all in bright red. Yep. It's the one in my hand. That's the Stanley thing. So you'll find 16, 32, 48. They're all marked like that because those are 16-inch centers, which is our standard framing format. Correct. So, and where that gets confusing for most people is when we talk about putting things on 16-inch centers, you don't start on 16, you start on 15 and a quarter because your material is an inch and a half thick. So you have to go back half the width of your material. Right. So that throws a lot of guys right there. Yes. You don't do that. If you put it on 16 and say, we say 16 and go. Right. Off your wall, when you get to eight foot and go, when you go to put up your plywood or your drywall, you're not going to have backing. It's not going to be in the right place. So that is your center of your stud. So if you don't mark the plate at 16, you mark it at 15 and a quarter. Correct. 31 and a quarter, 47 and a quarter which is why sometimes it makes me laugh they don't put the red marks there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be here to mark it. Because that would give you a 16-inch center then. Right, yeah. So. And usually what I do if I'm when I'm laying out plates, I come 15 and a quarter, tack a nail in it, and then I hook and pull. And then, then you can pull 16s, absolutely. And you're better off doing that. You don't want to keep moving the tape because your pencil line can get, you know, another quarter or another eighth inch each time and you could end up being way off layout by the time you get down there that's why for framing i would use 25 foot tape okay for trim very rarely do you need to tape that long when you're trimming out rooms right so 
Right. Yeah, rooms aren't going to be that big. Plus, your material is only 16 foot. Exactly. Actually, so, my casing down here usually comes 17, which is nice because for eight foot doors, it works. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would. Yeah. So anyway, the next one is um, you've got marks at the diamonds on your blade. This, there you go. this goofy thing right here. Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to see if is it on this one, too. Oh, look at that. There it is. Yeah. Yes. 19.2 inches. Every, every 19.2 inches, you have that mark. So that's layout for manufactured joists. So on a manufactured joist, and I'm, I've been doing this 30-some years, never had to use it. Nope. Nope. Never used it either. No, um, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen, and that's what it's there for. But I think something interesting to remember is that 19.2 would be your centers again instead of 16 centers. But right. that 19.2 is one-fifth of eight feet. There you so, go. So if you needed to divide something by five or you've got eight-foot sheets, there you go. Put that tape on there and every 19.2, that black diamond's one-fifth. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. So two-foot centers for trusses. Um, not sure why they don't put anything. I guess they just assume if you figured out the 16s, you can go two, four, six, eight. Yeah, and I, well, and they, yeah, they always, you know, the 24, you're going to, that's easier math to do, you know. Very easy math, because taking 16 and timesing it by two and coming up with 32 is difficult, and adding 16 more is really hard to <laughs> Right. But, so, yeah, kind of interesting they do that. Everybody can say 2468. That's right. Who do you appreciate? <laughs> there you All go. Right, so. Let's go to using the tang. So when you're measuring something. Oh, uh, so this, okay, there you go. This one? We can get a, get a little mileage out of this. Okay. So you see with the little green check mark, that's how you want to hold your, your tape to your work. If you want to get an accurate measurement, you want to be parallel to the side you're measuring. So yep. that way you can come up with 14 inches. If you do it the other way, you're probably going to be somewhere around 14 and an eighth. Because, yeah, you're not pulling straight. You're going right. at an angle. The diagonal is off. Right. That's first key. Second thing is, and we don't have a picture for it, but if you're trying to do precise work, and we mentioned it at the beginning where the tang on the tape is loose. Uh-huh. So mine is, and mine has every bit of 1 16th of play. Yep. So if I'm doing precision work, I don't use the tang. I will actually lay the tape and use the one inch mark. Yep. And go to the, you know, and measure it. But always remember to subtract the inch. Or add the inch, whatever you're doing. Yeah, because I've done that I don't know how many times. You know, you go <laughs> cut it and it's like, it's too long. Oh, yep. yeah. It's not 19 and an eighth. It was supposed to be 18 and an eighth. I forgot to take the inch off. Right. And we call that the infamous inch. The infamous. Yes. <laughs> yeah, every time it bites you when you're not paying attention. Yeah. But it's more accurate if you measure that way. So, if, you know, depending yeah. on what you're doing, what you're measuring, you know, th there's a reason why we call one rough carpentry and the other trim carpentry. Correct. All right. So now that's for doing like outside measurements. We're going to do inside measurements. Okay. So do you ever take your tape and try to measure inside an opening? Like, well, and then you bend it and you're kind of pushing it in the corner. It in that corner. Yeah, you don't need to do that. All you actually need to do is put the hang against one side, 
back the tape into the other, read it where it comes out of the slot. Like right okay, there. That's three inches. Yep. That tape, I'm going to say, is very much like mine. And the housing, if you look on the bottom there, in right that here. little hole, it's got a distance there. My, that tape is three and a quarter inches. Right. My fat so, max is three and three eighths. <laughs> which, again, that's just a stupid number. I mean, <laughs> why would you want to deal with eighths at that point? Uh-huh. But if, it, if you look at a tape, that's something to consider, though. If you do cabinet work or you maybe like to cut, you know, you need to cut stuff inside of a, a cabinet, you want to do that, you can put your tape then against one side, back the tape against the other, lock it, and it's going to tell you that it's, say, 24 and 3 quarter, but I have a 3 and a quarter inch body. So now I've got 26 and a quarter plus another quarter, so now I've got... 27 inches and I'm all good. Right. So those are your basics for reading a tape. You can have an advanced class on how to draw circles. <laughs> With the tape measure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's what the slot and the tang's for. Oh, yeah. That's for hooking. You see, it, it comes and it goes. Put it right in front of your head. And yeah, see, then it, then it stays. That's for hooking the head of a nail or a screw. Correct. And then you can actually just do your circle. Right. So you just hold your pencil there, you lock it in, and it just, you can yep. drop it out. Or you can put the back of the tape against it and do it the same way. Right. So then there is another option. And that is? Let's see if this comes up. What you got there? Digital? A digital tape measure mm -hmm. and as you can see it as i move it around the ceiling is four foot four four foot five above my head four three mm -hmm. four two and it breaks it down into uh 30 seconds yeah do you need another tape then it's actually got the 16 so you can go half of them all right with that i think we'll call that quits on our how to use a tape yeah. measure and uh, of course, comments and questions, drop them in there. Right. Subscribe below. Make sure you dingle on the bell. And uh, that way you get notified next time we post something. And uh, after that, say, keep it square and level. Until next time. Until next time. There you go.